My name is Chris Spaggs, and I'm on a quest to stack up every NFL team in Underdog Fantasy's Best Ball Mania for $3 million to first place. And you guys know the deal by now. I'm going to spin this wheel, and it's going to tell me who will be drafting first up today. Who will be foundational piece for this stream before the 4th of July? Oh. Oh. Okay. You can do that. Jacobs, maybe we'll remove them. Again, I am in the room right now. So if you want to play along with me and underdog, get into your best ball mania four draft room. Looks like we're waiting for about six spots. Everybody's drafting their weekly winners right now. So you'll have to go above and beyond to get to a best ball mania four room with me right now. Let me get the banner going. Raiders. Go Raiders. That's what we say in Las Vegas with our Las Vegas accent. <laughs> All right. Hopefully this room will fill quickly. And uh, before we get into everything here, let's talk about the weekly winners stuff a little bit. I do think it's kind of interesting. Um, I will say for myself, I've not done a weekly winners draft yet. I did get a few DMs and Discord messages asking about what I would do for the strategy for that one. Um, I think the main thing that jumps out to me is divisional stacks, trying to push that more. So at least you have two weeks where you know you're going to have a team going against the same team, um, especially if it's one in defensively weak conference or, or division rather. Um, I guess the West was one that we targeted a little bit last year in Best Ball Mania 3. Talked about maybe how that could be the shootout division. Think ended up a little bit short of that mission in some of those parts. But still, I think if you're making a bet on, let's say, the West, or if you're making a bet on maybe the NFC West, I think a team a division where there's at least a couple bad defenses overall there. Um, that's the kind of thing that jumps out to me. The one QB, one tight end builds, if you're going to lead at those positions, I think would also stand out. Uh, but I have to dig in a little bit more on that stuff. And I'm honestly not sure how many of those drafts I'll be doing uh, for weekly winners. I kind of wish they just rolled that idea into best ball mania. I think that'd be a lot more fun that way. But, um, you know, definitely a new format. Appreciate them trying new things over an underdog. And that's not an ad. Uh, that is just acknowledging here that how stale some of the DFS products can be out there. I uh, definitely nice to see them trying to do something new. Shouts at Chad as well. In car driving, or I would jump in. I appreciate that, Jason. Your support always appreciating these trying times. I'm trying to fill a BBM four room before uh, for training camp starts. I'm sure it's gonna be going like like this basically once we get back after the Fourth of July. No shows coming up next week here. Pete and I will be taking the Tuesday off. I'll be off on the Friday. We're gonna uh, be down in Puerto Rico with my wife's family. So. Our first flight with baby Luca, so hopefully he will hold up and not be a total dick about it. Uh, <laughs> that's the goal, always with the little children. And as we can see here, I am not on this first screen at all. I am, in fact, in the 11th spot, so I'll be picking pretty late in this draft, and we'll see what we can get on the turn. Should be a good spot to get Devontae Adams, so that's a positive for me. Travel gang, a shout out CLN. Shout out CLN as well for being a Splash Play member. Of course, you can hit that join button down below if you want to get in the mix here. What you get uh, with that deal, not just the prestige of having a badge here, me pulling up your chats and, and acknowledging what a special person you are. You'll also get me to review your teams. And now I have a max of 10 in a month is what I'm limiting that to. But if you want to send them to me on Twitter or on Discord, I'm happy to review your teams. Hopefully people have seen uh, some of the ones I've had to put in the Splash Play chat is our pal, the Horndog Mathology, had me review 11 teams in the span of a couple hours so I, I checked those out and you can see the kind of detail i put into each review <laughs> the loving care i put in while analyzing your team uh, but have gotten a few of those so if you want to get i guess that's the main perk right now being a splash play member besides some stuff will come up and of course the emojis god you can bonk me all you please in the chat now with the custom emojis Two minutes late, which team did you get? You can always see that down below on the banner. I'm a Raiders man today, so hopefully nobody will get too aggressive. Maybe a little bit of a wide receiver avalanche room with some of the badges we have here. Our guy Casey, uh, Perilla is a name I recognize. Alex Berg is in a lot of these drafts, uh, but we'll see. Uh, the icon I know also does take some receivers sometimes early on. 
Um, definitely seems like an avalanche rim so far, but hopefully not too much of an avalanche that I can't get Adams. Uh, to me, if you're going to stack up the Raiders, and we do talk about the teams at some length throughout the course of these, these drafts as well. Um, if you are a Raiders fantasy football fan, you can lock in now and hear all my hot takes. Uh, but Devonta Adams, the hot take is I think he's good at fantasy football. That's, <laughs> that's the main one there. I mean, I honestly wouldn't have an issue with going Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, uh, though it does feel like probably unlikely that Jacobs will come back to me at 35. So we'll probably just get Adams here. Let's see. A few more picks. A.J. Brown goes. This guy will take Bijan or C.D. Lamb. Maybe Garrett Wilson. Better not take Devontae Adams. Really teasing me out here is Doc J.P. Okay, there we go. He takes Bijan. Um, hmm. You know, I'm not going to risk it. I'm not going to risk it. If we're going to do the Raiders, we have to get Devontae. Um, I could have probably pushed it, seen if Clarky would let me get uh, Devontae back the other way. He does not. Um, so here's the thing. If we're stacking up for week 17, Jonathan Taylor here would be pretty nice to build around as well. Um, man, I do like Garrett Wilson a lot, though, at the 14 spot. Uh, Garrett Wilson sometimes gets taken, I think, in avalanche rooms, especially in the first round. So I still think he's a little bit undervalued. I am going to take Adams over Taylor here, and we'll get our correlation. Maybe an AR bring back, guys. <laughs> you never see me draft Anthony Richardson on a stream, so today will be a special day for all of us. Shout out to Tank here. What's up, Spags? I was blessed enough to start a recent draft. Cup Taylor Henry. That's a solid team, certainly. A running back one where if you are building with those early running backs, definitely want to ramp down the capital of that position. I know sometimes that can be the temptation for guys who are coming in and drafting. Uh, seeing these running back values right now in Best Ball Mania forums. And as I mentioned on Twitter, uh, reply to some tweets from Sam Sherman, our guy who, of course, uh, does Pete's ADP chasing show. Or I guess uh, not Pete's, you know, the ship chasing guy's show, ADP chasing. Um, did bring up some good points about spike weeks for running backs. So, you know, certainly something where I know I prefer a zero RB build. I still believe in the concept of receivers more than running backs with uh, one thing I've pointed to a lot, just nobody averaging over 25 touches per game last year as a running back. That's a big difference for me in the data where, you know, going back to 2020, uh, you know, 2000s rather, I guess, or and even 2020, like there were backs that had that number. We're hitting that milestone last year. I think it was Derrick Henry at 23.9 who led the league. Um, touches per game. So it's like, it's just a different ball game. I think with running backs and some of the data that guys will reference if they are trying to tell you to take a lot of running backs early. Um, but definitely some positives, the spike weeks for running backs where I guess running back spike weeks tend to be uh, very highly concentrated around those early draft picks. So I get the starts here. Like these guys are doing where we get McCaffrey and Taylor Eckler and Barkley Bijan and Chubb. It's just a question of like, you know, Barkley is a guy I've talked about, I think is mostly a volume back. I know people hate hearing that, but there's nothing in advanced analytics in terms of success rate, in terms of his DVOA, in terms of his EPA per rush numbers. He just doesn't do anything that electric besides get a lot of touches. Uh, these are guys that I tend to find less value in, but um, it just comes down to how you handle the rest of the draft. Like if these guys go receiver heavy from here forward, I'll like what they do. If they take another running back, another two running backs in the first five rounds, uh, that's where you sort of diminish the value of what you're trying to do, I think. But actually, good time to pull up the new GIF. Uh, running back piggies. These guys are just scarfing them up left and right. Thought I was going to get a wide receiver avalanche room, and it turns out everybody just wants their running back values. Derrick Henry Ramondre. Glad I didn't get the Patriots, by the way. That would have been an easy one to stack up. Uh, but Patriots, to me, I feel like you don't get Ramondre. You feel kind of bad about that team, uh, trying to get at least the highest value part of that team. Um, and I'm not a big... Oh, boy. Mahomes and Allen. I didn't I give Icon like some credit earlier in the draft. Now he goes Mahomes and Allen here in the round two, which uh, not a build I would do in any format. I don't think weekly winners. I don't think that makes sense. Um, BBM certainly doesn't make a lot of sense. 
uh, I guess a slight discount on Allen. Though Allen's ADP's fallen enough. I don't even know if he got a discount on that. Uh, where's the icon? Yeah, he still took Allen ahead of ADP. 27.7 ADP. Not what I would do. Not The start with the icon, not one I would love. The Mahomes part I can get. You're getting Cincinnati KC with Jamar Chase, but then you're putting Allen on top of that. I just know what you're trying to achieve there. Circle Anomalies, where am I going on vacation? I'm going to Puerto Rico. I don't actually know what part. Not San Juan. Uh, it's like an hour drive from the San Juan airport. So uh, I don't plan anything with my wife's family. I just let them take the lead. The one thing I did say was they were thinking about going somewhere else. And if you guys may know, I am a fractional part Puerto Rican. I am one-eighth Puerto Rican. So that makes my son one-sixteenth. I want him to go to Puerto Rico for his first trip. I think that's pretty cool. So I'm excited that they were willing to, to cave on that one. Um, all right. On the clock here. Would have been nice if Amari Cooper had fallen one more pick. Of course, that's not going to be the case. You guys know I love Christian Watson. Not going to stop taking him here. Uh, ADP falling a little bit, though. Now down into the 40s. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, for a guy like me who loves taking Christian Watson, I might want to dollar cost him down a little bit if he gets to, let's say, 45. Um, and him going to 45 would also be a really bad situation for me as somebody that's taken him uh, when I've had Justin Jefferson in the one hole. Um, because if he gets to this range here, he'll probably slide to 48, 49 a little bit more. Uh, so definitely something to watch with Christian Watson, even though I am a big believer. Uh, you could be getting a little bit cheaper here, I think, because people like Dobbs so much. Yeah. The annexation of Puerto Rico. Yes, that's what we're doing with me and my son looking nothing uh, like the, a Puerto Rican person would. I guess when I was when I was younger, I definitely had more of a Puerto Rican air to my to my general aesthetic, I guess. Uh, but now I feel like I'm just a generic white guy. <laughs> you grow up and you just become a generic white guy. All right, Lamar falling a little bit, but I don't think enough to make me deviate from my construction here. Um, really nothing great to correlate with coming up. Not going to reach for Pittman here. I am going to take Terry McLaurin. I think McLaurin's going the other way of Christian Watson, where Watson coming down at least one point of ADP so far. McLaurin has come up from the 50s. He's in the mid-40s. I think people, once the, the casual drafters get a little bit more in the summer, I just feel like he's a kind of guy people remember the spike weeks and think Sam Howell's kind of a fun play and the Kansas City part of it too with BNME coming over. I think I'll drive McLaurin up. So I'm going to get him here as a little bit of a reach, even though Judy would have made sense too. I just, I'm not a big Jerry Judy guy. He's fine. Love Scary Theodore. Yes, that is the best nickname for him. If you're going to steal one from Terry Rogier, just go full Theodore. Let's enjoy the fourth. Hope all you guys enjoy your holiday as well. Um, I, I honestly feel weird not streaming a draft during the course of a week. Like uh, last year when he went to vacation, uh, we did a family vacation then too with her family. Her family's nice enough to pay. So that's a big reason I don't care about spending time with my in-laws. Besides the fact that they actually are uh, good people. Um, so I do want to marry my mother-in-law if we're going to quote, I think you should leave. Uh, but anyway, point being, I'm happy to do these trips. But last year though, I did drafts when I was in Ocean City with their family because uh, I had to work through it because of football outsider stuff. Um, this year, I hopefully will not be doing any football outsiders work <laughs> because we'll be waiting on payroll to get caught up hopefully next week before we can hopefully hit the ground running for football season. So if you are a fan of football outsiders data, um, definitely we'll hopefully have some good news coming there in the next two weeks or, you know, some news rather in the next two weeks. Got to get ready for football season. Uh, let's see. If 102 nails the back door. He may achieve Nirvana advice applies to Mahomes, Allen drafters and intercourse. Sure. Uh, I just think you got to really get. You got to get better capital and, you know, I think overall one of these other positions, like taking a running back over Allen, especially when there were some nice values there. He could have also taken Allen and Ramondre if he wanted. There were better ways to week 17 correlate to give himself stuff to build out. 
Um, I don't know. I maybe it could work out. Maybe elite two elite QBs could work out. He, at least he's not chasing more. If he takes a third QB, I think that's the big mistake there. Like if you're doing that brick draft caddy, I gotta assume that'd be a really bad draft capital bucket for QBs. If you took Mahomes, Allen, and any other QB, like at that point, you just need to go a two QB build. Um, but I, I like he's got to stack it up more. He's definitely got to stack it up more. Tyler just finished his first weekly winners. Good morning, sickos and beloved community members. Yes, all the beloved community members. I'm glad you guys are enjoying that tournament format. Um, again, I, I think it's an interesting format. I really just wish, though, that, like, I think that's how you make Best Ball Mania, like, the real, like, event of everything. If that had the weekly winners format built in, maybe that's something I'll do next year. Like, honestly, I would pay $30 an entry, maybe $33 an entry for BBM, like, if they wanted to drive it up to make the weekly winners part of it, uh, part of the format. I think that'd be fun. Um, I just, it's hard for me to envision drafting another 150 teams. Like, and I know I love this stuff. Like, that's why I do the streams. Like I have a lot of fun doing these drafts. Um, and I honestly wish I could have more time to draft more, honestly. Um, but it's one of those things that like, you know, when you're drafting 150 best ball manias and you draft some of the chihuahuas, some of the poodles, some of the puppies DraftKings, I still have only 50 entries. in. I think I might even have like 45 entries in on DraftKings, So I have to get another hundred in there. It does get tough to sort of pick this stuff out, but we are on the clock here. Um, another receiver would make sense. Oh yes, it would. Oh yes, it would. We are live for an AR share here. Maybe the Pittman fallen in rooms lately. Pittman has fallen in rooms. The jersey, the jersey is here, guys. Blue, blue, white. Oh, wait. Red, white, and blue in honor of America. Oh, ho, ho. maybe, maybe. Not going to reach for AR here, though, to be clear. If he's going in the fucking 120s on Pete drafts, I am going to hold off on AR. Shout out to the live, the live viewers, by the way. 69 live viewers. Would like to see more, but a very nice number to hit again. If you missed draft 69 of Pete's on his best ball mania four entries, check that out. Uh, we used our pal mathology's little horn dog rankings and definitely got weird with some teams. All right. So we've gotten five straight receivers. Um, I mentioned all the stuff about running back spike weeks, them coming early and all of that. Uh, that said, Aaron Jones makes sense here. Madison makes sense here, but also I could just be done at receiver, which would be kind of fun. Um, let's do that. JSN. All right, so I think we're going to be done at receiver here. And this is one of the things where Zero RB articles out there um, that Hayden Winks has written it talks about this a little bit more. Uh, radicalize Zero RB, if you want to search for the term. I don't know if I can see if I could find this article quickly while we're streaming. Uh, radicalize, and I know there's some other data out there. I think maybe Neil Farley put some stuff out. Um, radicalize Zero RB is a format, basically, where you are sort of drafting just six rounds of running backs or, or wide receivers early on. I'm going to drop the link in here. Basically, some very good data. So if you do go really this heavy zero RB and then you just stop at wide receiver entirely and then start to stack up at running back, stack up at QB, stack up even at tight end. Um, I might do more of a late tight end build here, but point being, this team is pretty, you know, pretty potent at receiver right now. So there's really no point in me in chasing much more. I can add on a seventh receiver late. I do like that build a little bit. But I do like sort of the freedom you get where you take six receivers, you know, all of them at ADP didn't really reach too crazily here. They're all guys I think have upside. I have a little bit of week 17 correlation already. I um, can certainly find some more other positions. So that's how I'm going to try to build it out here is we'll do our Raider stack. Um, we'll see if AR comes back. I think he, well, he's going to safely come back to the 80s, I think. Um, he might come to 107, but I don't know. I don't know. But either way, we're going to hit some running backs or QBs coming up here. Ross saying prime for a 3663. There we go. 
You know what they say? Piss or get off the pot. Yes, piss or get off the draft capital bucket, I think is the new phrasing we're going to go for for 2023. Um, it is funny, though, how every year now with best ball, and this is my third year doing content for it. I didn't get in as heavy in year one um, as, unfortunately, to him, honestly, for me, given how much fun I've had doing this. Um, year two, obviously, was where I maxed out everything possible. Year three now, we are firmly in and have been drafting teams since uh, since January, I guess, for the most part. Um so definitely something here where, you know, I think playing with the formats a little bit more and also paying attention to new data like the draft capital buckets is sort of an interesting thing to see now where, you know, Mike Leone's article, The Best Ball Manifesto, that's the thing I would say if you're somebody who's stumbling across this channel and you want to differentiate yourself from all the other YouTube channels out there where they're like, yeah, hey, Josh Jacobs, I got him right last year. This year, he's going to be great again. Like that doesn't really say anything for you where stuff like Leone's research, I think in that best ball manifesto tells you like how you should actually try to hit your pockets and stuff. So um, definitely check out the work of people that I would say that we trust a lot here. Um, and I would say that's the one that I would go to, but the concept of the draft capital buckets, you know, like we have filled out that wide receiver bucket pretty heavy, both with piss and with receivers. Just got in here. Raiders, huh? How are you feeling about that? Not knowing if Jimmy G will even be a Raider. He's going to be a Raider. Um, they have the confidence in it. They've said as much publicly. They knew going in with that contract deal that, um, you know, it was one of the things that gave them an out, but it wasn't the plan to give them an out. Uh, they can't go out there with Brian Hoyer and Aiden O'Connell and expect to be a enough to keep a Devontae Adams happy, which is part of the, the goal of the season. I would think right now, but B to give them any chance to win. And you know, McDaniels doesn't want to tank it out here and, you know, tank for Caleb Williams. So I think it's something where I'm not worried about Garoppolo being out there. It's obviously a few weeks before training camp. Um, his injury progression is supposedly going well or as bad as well as it can go. Um, so I think to me, I'm not worried about Garoppolo too much. But if I am, I'm probably going to take an AR here. Um, maybe not here, but in general. So I think that's something that could protect me a little bit. But I have some other outs at QB as well um, that I think will give me enough of a floor even if Garoppolo did go to shit. All right, we're on the clock here. Um, man, nothing... Nothing too great correlation-wise. I am going to take Pacheco. Pacheco's fallen. Yeah. I'm just going to take Pacheco here. He's falling a little bit ADP-wise. I kind of think that Montgomery's going to go up. I think Rashad White might also go up. Uh, but for where we are in a draft right now, obviously not trying to take any more receivers at this point. I don't think I need to reach for AR here necessarily. Um I would like AR on this team. I'll be honest with you. I think for a Las Vegas Raiders stack, I think it makes sense to have AR in a game that's going to be indoors. And we know he'll be playing by week 17, barring an injury. Like there's no way, even the worst case scenario again, which I think is him starting by week 11. Um, he's going to be out there for week 17 either way. Uh, but we have Montgomery and White here. QB is falling. Guys have QBs. Oh... Do I really want to take Montgomery or Rashad White and not get Anthony Richardson here? I don't think so. It's AR time, guys. It's AR time. Party time, everyone. <laughs> We've reached ahead of ADP for Anthony Richardson. When he goes in the 110s, the 120s, it doesn't matter, guys. Let's just increase that bet. Let's increase <laughs> exposure. The jersey, I don't know that I want to wear it. I feel like it's already kind of hot in here, but uh, you know what? It is the 4th of July. Red, white, and blue, guys. Ah. Uh, Okay. Jersey. God bless America. The home of Anthony Richardson. Even if you don't believe in what we're doing as a country besides that, even if you're an anti-vaxxer or whatever, you're really big on RFK Jr., it doesn't matter here. This is what we're all about here. The red, white, and blue of Anthony Richardson. <laughs> the one thing that could bring the country together. 
Is this man helping me win BBM4? Feels good. Feels good. I'm not going to enjoy sitting here for the next hour and change because uh, I am going to get hot. Like, I got to tell you guys, I'm going to start sweating here. That said, there's never a bad time to wear the AR jersey. My, my best friend in the house. I, don't, I hope my wife, I hope the dog, I hope the cat don't hear it. Uh, the baby. I don't want them to get offended here. But uh, we know where my bread's buttered, guys. Loving the AR energy. There we go. That's all I can do. Giving the people what they want. I, <laughs> I need an AR gif, honestly. I am now fully, though, with where I reached for AR, you could make the case that perhaps... Uh, well, this is me with AR. I'm just here for the zip line. I'm just here to draft Anthony Richardson. <laughs> yeah, we're here to talk about the Raiders, but fundamentally, I'm just here for the zip line. I just want to draft AR. The fun of being on a bachelorette kind of show and jumping into a pool on a zip line, that's what I get every time I draft AR. You guys have seen me enough times by now. You know, on a stream, when I'm truly experiencing joy, no joy, no joy in my life. <laughs> Quite like taking my favorite rookie quarterback. I guess the second most joy would be watching YouTube highlights of him, or even watching YouTube full games. I've watched the now Anthony Richardson LSU game twice. I've watched not the full game, but like where they edit out the stuff. Uh, but I have watched, <laughs> I have watched it twice because I'm depraved. I'm a sicky. I'm a sicky boy. I want to steal sickos from the the good boys over at Spike Week. I'm a sicky boy. That's what I'm gonna call it. You didn't plan for the gross Jacoby Myers pick. Just can't be done at wide receiver just yet. See, I think if we are, I mean, it would have been nice, obviously, if I'd gotten Josh Jacobs too. We're getting the Raiders pass game production here with Adams. And if we take May or late, we're really getting the Raiders pass game production, I think. Uh, Myers, I think, is fine. I don't think I need him here in this build because, like, who's like who's Myers going to realistically supplant here? He's going to beat out JSN, maybe. Um, is he going to beat out Pittman? Maybe. McLaurin, probably not. Watson, probably not. Wilson, probably not. Adams, probably not. So I don't think Myers does enough for me here to justify it, even in a Raider stack. Um, but that said, that's kind of relative to the build that I made here. Oh, this works out well. AJ Dillon back for a little bit more uh, correlation here with our boy Christian Watson. Um, that's nice. because I was going to take Aaron Jones earlier, potentially at running back, but getting AJ Dillon 50 picks later feels pretty good. Oh, this could be a really nice pocket for me, actually. All right. Brian Robinson, by the way, the way that I'm building right now, and this is the kind of way I normally build anyway, where it's like, okay, I know I have some green Bay. Let me get a green Bay running back. I know I have some Washington. Let me get a Washington running back. This is a way too, where, you know, maybe if you were loading up by weeks a little more, it'd be even better for the weekly winners format. But I think one running back and receiver from a team and just trying to have that a good amount of times in your weekly winners lineups. That's a thing too, that I think could have some real value. Cause then you're sort of tethered to, Hey, this team scored a lot of points. And also they pulled so far ahead at receiver at the running back is I'm getting value. I think that's something that does work a lot in DFS and weekly winners is more of kind of a DFS process. So I think if you're taking a team, obviously if it's your, your alpha stack, you can almost always take the running back anyway. But I think especially for a weekly winners format, I think having those shares of a team where it's like, Here's where the offense is funneling through if things are running hot for them in that week in an outlier way. Um, I think that could be pretty good. So um, that's what I would do. Just pair up receivers and running backs a little bit more as well. Where does Dalvin go when he's not a value at 105 to AARP headquarters? That was a sick burn. Um, Dalvin is... Dalvin should keep falling. I mean, the, the Miami Dolphins thing, people were like, oh, yeah, they made an offer. And to be clear, I don't really trust Florida sports buzz, which was the handle. Like, that's not really like the Miami Herald or whatever. 
um, or the athletic, like it's not, I don't know. I don't, I think that was kind of speculative and I don't know that that was necessarily a thing that happened, but if it did happen, I think it's an even worse sign that the Dolphins said, Hey, here's what we think you're worth. And Dalvin's like, no, I, even for a place I love like Miami that I've even made some rumors and innuendos that I want to go there. It's like, he doesn't want to take that money that they're offering. That's a bad sign. Like that means that basically he's holding out for Vegas. Can't sign Josh Jacobs has to trade him. And then the Raiders panic and then they bring him in. Um, I don't know that that's the right move for a running back at this point. Uh, I know these guys want to kind of draw the line in the sand because their position is getting so fucked contract wise, but I think that's not going to get fixed by these guys holding out. Like what if Josh Jacobs holds out and Zamir white crushes the first month of the season? Like it only proves the case that the Raiders are making more by not giving them the big deal. And you can make the case that even giving a running back, the franchise tag is like the hot upper echelon of how a running back should earn. Um, so anyway, point being, I think Dalvin Cook might be the Will Fuller of this year. Dalvin Cook, Zeke, Kareem Hunt. I think those guys are all still lurking as being the Will Fuller. Uh, Leonard Fournette, too, who almost got hurt in a car accident uh, recently, but nobody really reported on that one that much. Um, you know, kind of things that I would say I wouldn't draft those guys heavy personally, but I get I get what people do. I just, it's not for me. I think he's Dalvin Cooked. Dalvin be perfect on Dallas. Oh, God. The Tony Pollard people out there would be apoplectic if Dalvin went there. That would be an awful outcome for those guys. Um, shout out to everybody hanging out here. Of course, we will do a second draft today. I have to make up some time here because we have now finished. Uh, we got 19 teams left to go. So we're still on a good pace to get this done by the time BBM4 closes. Uh, but definitely want to make sure I'm getting two teams in at least a stream. Um, and might have to do a little bit more down the home stretch. But we will be doing a second draft here. So hang out here if you can. And of course, if you're new around here, please subscribe, hit the like button, leave a comment if you're watching after the fact. Uh, even though I'll be in Puerto Rico, I'll still be checking my YouTube comments because that's the kind of obsessive <laughs> person I am. But also because I want people to know that I care. Like I do care very much if people care enough to participate in this channel. So uh, please feel free to leave a comment, any questions, whatever. I don't know, anything you want. I'm here. I'm here for it all. Community. <laughs> Indianapolis for the 20th time. No, it's Raiders, obviously, Bullock. Dumb shit. <laughs> On the clock. <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers falling a little bit, but we're going to keep drafting players that are good. Uh, we have a little bit of Seattle. So we'll add in Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren getting some pushback from the running back piggies on Twitter I've seen recently. Um, Jalen Warren was very good last year. Like, granted, obviously didn't get a full workload. Um, he is a little bit of a smaller back. So I think those could be concerns, but you want to talk about like Tony Pollard and waiting. Uh, that is Jalen Warren right now. And Pittsburgh is going to be in desperation times this year because uh, they have to a prove that Kenny Pickett's going to be the QB of the future and b the, their offensive coordinator has to save his job. And honestly, Tomlin probably not any risk of job security, but has to show something offensively too. So I, I don't know. I think people are uh, talking themselves out of a good player. If they're not taking Jalen Warren and talk themselves in a Najee Harris over it. Uh, all right. We do have a faller at QB with Rodgers. And I think a bet on Wilson is just a bet on Rodgers, but Khalil Herbert also falling. Let's just do Khalil Herbert. I have enough Kendry Miller at this point. Still love Kendry Miller, but I am very heavy. Of course, I'll do exposures at the end of the video so you can see where I'm at on everything. But I think, again, this is the value here. We got the six receivers early, so we really committed. Um, didn't deviate at all, which will keep us different from a lot of the other zero uh, wide receiver lineups out there, or zero RB lineups, excuse me, wide receiver heavy lineups. But then a running back, because we went on this run then, even with taking a detour for Richardson, we got a lot of good running backs, I think, in this room relative to a zero RB build. Um, so this is why I would say if you are going to do it, do it radicalized. Go crazy with a zero RB. 
and just don't let people back you off of taking receivers. Uh, I sniped him on Warren, wanted him as my bring back. Well, I don't know. That's, I think we're pushing the definition of sniping <laughs> a little bit with some of this stuff. Like, I don't think I sniped anybody here because I didn't let you get your bring back. Like, I also have a Seattle player here with JSN. I don't know. Like, I think bringbacks are not part of your eminent domain of sniping. Your QB, like, if I, if you have Jamar Chase and T Higgins and somebody takes Joe Burrow ahead of ADP, like, that's a snipe. That's absolutely a snipe. Um, me taking players because I didn't think about your week 17 correlations. <laughs> I'm going to say I don't think a snipe, but correct me if I'm wrong, chat. Again, I'm a man of the people here. If I'm wrong, um, I won't acknowledge it. No, <laughs> the will of the people say that's a snipe. I'll listen to you, but I just don't see it. Everyone's getting sniped in their weekly winners. Yep. That's also true. Um, I mean, again, I haven't done the drafts yet, so I can't speak to what those streets are like, but when I've seen on social media, it does feel like a lot of people are having issues with getting there. Even again, those Higgins chase burrow stacks. But yeah, uh, there we go. My boy Ross in here, not a snipe. I agree. I agree. I'm just being a classy gentleman here, not sniping anybody. I'm going in different pockets. These guys all want wide receivers here. Um, okay. Oh, so here's what this guy did. Took Jefferson, three running backs, another detour at QB, another detour at tight end, another detour at running back. Um, and then he ends up with Juju, Odell, Jacoby Myers, Darnell Moody, and Adam Thielen. This is why. This is the risky run where you get too in love with these pockets. You see the value here for ATN, and you're like, fuck, I got to take this guy. And then you are boxed out entirely at receiver. And, you know, Jefferson's going to carry a lot of the water for this team in the one hole. But, boy, this is all pretty bad after that. At least he got the Mooney Field stack. He's got that going for him. <laughs> there you go. Not a snipe, just a bummer. Not a snipe. All right, we're in agreement. But, yeah, I, I never really take, like, an unstacked QB. Um, I guess maybe, like, a Mac Jones, maybe a Bryce Young, I guess, would technically be that guy. But, no, but even that, I don't think people would be like, oh, that's such a snipe. Like, I have Thielen, and you took Bryce Young. Because it's like, oh, I'm taking Bryce Young because I want to get Hayden Hurst and Terrace Marshall late or maybe Chuba. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think the I think the snipe discourse needs to be <laughs> needs to be cleared up for everybody out there. So we know what to really be mad at. These Jefferson drafters are really fucking up their 101s. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, the 101 has the olds. <laughs> I agree. Um, I like that he got the fields double stack. Like he did get Komet. It's just, man, he, I guess he didn't really pay a big premium on Komet, but Komet falls so often lately because uh, if the fields drafter doesn't take him, nobody wants Cole Komet. Uh, but this team, man, like just, you got to hit receiver earlier. Um, and I like, like, I like Goddard. I like a lot of the players that he picked in a, on a micro level. Like I like Madison. I like Goddard. I like Fields. I don't really like ATN. Um, a little bit down on Ramondre, but Henry, I think, is fine. Um, it's just that you, you just living yourself a big hole at receiver that I think he's not aware of. Or maybe he is. Maybe he is. Oh, did I just time out? Oh, I timed out. Oh, no. All this talk about unstacked things. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, that was a fool. Got too much into talking about the 101. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, we'll bail it out. We'll bail it out. This is fine. I am the dog on fire. This is fine. You know what I'm going to do here. As long as Clarky doesn't fuck it up, we're still okay. Unintentional 3QB build. Done. Yep. 
you know. Everybody knows. <laughs> I that's okay, guys. I can I can fuck up. <laughs> Play as fuck up. All right. I wish there were a Detroit running back I could get late, but that's that that doesn't exist, so that's not a thing. And I don't need another receiver. Maybe take Josh Reynolds in the 18th round. Oof. There we go. Loki might be cooking 30 picks after ADP. Okay. But I'm going to time out. <laughs> that was the one to time out on. And it honestly, it fits what I was talking about earlier. That was why I was going to take Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, it would have been a little bit better on a binary level to take Rodgers because I do have Garrett Wilson. But I do have Goff here, and I think that gives me some protection for Jimmy Garoppolo if he is just a mid player, which he has been in his career. Um, even though, you know, plus EPA player guy that doesn't make an offense hum, um, I think that's those are things that I don't mind very much. Um, but yeah, Goff gives me a better floor at the position, so I think that might have been okay. And I got enough running backs in that I'm not really worried about it. Love Laporta. Probably don't have enough Laporta in BBM4. Uh, so this worked out, but that was, that was a colossal fuck-up. <laughs> I'm waxing poetic on the 101's fucking shitty draft while tanking my own draft. There we go. I could take Craig Reynolds. I could take Josh Reynolds. That's true. My Thanksgiving flag plan on the ship chasing stream, uh, which paid off. I think he had 19 fantasy points in that game a couple Thanksgivings ago. Yeah, Josh Reynolds. Uh, I don't know. Kind of maybe losing his role to Marvin Jones. God, I love talking. <laughs> we did do a lion stack last week. So if you want to see me actually intend to stack lions, you can go back and watch that video. Um, Josh Reynolds, I do think loses a little bit to to Marvin Jones being there. Marvin Jones is just like such an end zone target guy everywhere he's been that I do feel like he'll get a little bit of that work here. Um, and honestly, a reason too, where I don't think Marvin Jones is a terrible 18th round pick. The issue is like once Jameson Williams gets out there, you know, it's going to be six weeks of Marvin Jones and then Marvin Jones probably can't play a ton, but wouldn't shock me if he averaged like one, one red zone slash end zone target a game because that's the player he was even in Jacksonville. I do like Mo Ibrahim, actually. Um, I don't think I would take him in a draft. He wouldn't shock me, though, if Mo Ibrahim is one of those guys that gets to training camp and looks good because he's the only, like, muscle back they have. Like, a guy who can really get you, like, one yard at the, you know, at the one-yard line. Um, but I don't know that he's draftable right now. I do like him, though, because he did stand out in some of the college data that we had reviewed here on the channel. Two wide receivers in 25-plus years have finished number one back-to-back. That's interesting. You would think it's higher. Um, the issue with Jefferson, like, is that he's so good and he's good at everything too. Like, I know sometimes I'll poke holes in like Jamar Chase, where I wish that he were more of a plus DVOA player. I wish he were a higher EPA per target guy because if you're not those things, you are just like a guy that has volume, which is an important thing. Like, earning volume is a part at running back, a receiver, at any position that does matter a lot for fantasy. That said, it's when you're earning volume and also like you're great every time you have that volume that, you know, it does stand out a little bit more. And Jefferson was so good. I think he had like a 0.33 EPA per target last year, which would put him like in George Pickens, Christian Watson territory with a lot less volume. Um, Jalen Waddle, I think, led the league, but, you know, still had a lot less volume than a, a Justin Jefferson does. So either way. All right, we're on the clock. We got to make sure to actually make picks. <laughs> uh, all right, Miami running back. That's fine. Get a Jeff Wilson share. Again, I just don't believe in Zeke. So I'm not going to go that way. 
All right, we got a. I have not been servicing the audio listeners, by the way. Uh, and this is going to be on the podcast feed, so I need to remember to do that. 2661 AR and Goff at QB, Pacheco, Dylan, Brian Robinson, Jalen Warren, Khalil Herbert, Jeff Wilson at running back, a receiver, Devontae Adams, Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, Terry McLaurin, Michael Pittman, and JSN, and a tight end, Sam Laporta. It's fine. Could have, would have liked to have gotten Jerome Ford, but the pockets in the line there, especially with me timing out on Jared Goff. Um, I think at this point, 16th round, uh, could do one more running back. I'm just going to take Michael Mayer here. Mayer will probably be around the next time we pick, but I still have to take Garoppolo um, and then one more luxury pick. But I do think, so if you're stacking Raiders, this will be the thing that I will absolutely plan a flag for. If you're stacking Raiders, I think you you want Michael Mayer. Like you want Michael Mayer 10 times out of 10, especially with where his ADP is. You know, he's normally going at the of a 209. I'm taking him at 182 just to lock it down. Um, but I think that's where, you know, if he's going in the 17th round and the 18th round, Michael Mayer could legitimately be a, a top 10 tight end from the second he stands, uh, he gets on the field. Um, and all the reports too from the Raiders so far seem like even though he missed the minicamp and OTAs, like they're locking him in as a starter. Um, you know, Austin Hooper, not a lot left there. OJ Howard, I think, didn't even practice in the minicamp and stuff, so he didn't gain anything. Uh, but Mayer was so good in the red zone in college and was such a high target earner. Um, I think he had like 37% target per route run rate. Uh, let me look this up real fast. Yeah, 36% target per route run rate in college for Michael Mayer. Granted, Notre Dame wasn't like a world beater team or anything. Uh, but the red zone stuff combined with that, um, let me actually look up his red zone numbers because I think he had some standout ones. Uh, yeah, Mayer had a 0. .706 EPA per target uh, when targeted within the five-yard line, 0. .586 red zone targets or EPA per target, 1.8 red zone targets per game for Mayer in college. And he was the only weapon, so I'll say that again. But if you are taking Raiders, like even if you're not taking Raiders, I think Michael Mayer is such a fucking steal pick. Um, he and uh, Musgrave, like make it really easy to do late three tight end builds. The burden you carry as a wide receiver one causes the injuries. It's interesting. Hmm. I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not doubting Christopher. I think that was a, a right data point. Uh, but point being Jefferson, I think I didn't finish the point because getting distracted with everything. Jefferson is so young and he's been so great. Um, the thing that I guess could hurt him is like if Addison is really good and then Hawkinson still keeps his target share, maybe that kind of brings him down enough that he isn't the wide receiver one. But talent-wise, man, like he's just on another level. I mean, you the social media numbers have been out there, or tweets rather, talking about how he's basically, I think, set a receiver records for the first few years. Like he's done better than guys in their first five years. A lot of stuff with Jefferson that I think is hard to ignore. AB was the most consistent of any wide receiver so far. Adams had a good run too. Yeah, Michael Thomas was the wide receiver one the last time that he played a full year. I do recall that. Hopefully Garoppolo will safely come back to us. I don't see why he wouldn't. Now here's the question. Do I want to take another tight end or do I want to take another running back? I feel like for six running back build, this is pretty good. I don't know that I need a seventh running back here. Kind of think a third tight end makes more sense. 
I don't have Jordan Love, but I wouldn't mind getting a Musgrave share too. Oh, there we go. Musgrave goes. Never mind. I would mind getting a Musgrave share. Fuck you, OMG. <laughs> I didn't want him anyway. You can have him. Could also take Jelani late. Let's just get let's get our Garoppolo done here. I don't think this guy's going to take Jelani Woods. Um, it's also a consideration for me to take Dwayne McBride here. Um, I am team Dwayne McBride over Chandler, personally. This guy takes Ty Chandler. All right, guys, if you were me, would you go uh, Dwayne McBride or Jelani Woods? I'm on the clock here. I'm thinking it's a 3-6-6-3 with Jelani Woods, but Dwayne McBride would give me a little bit more for Green Bay, uh, Minnesota in Week 17, which I don't mind. Drop in your pick, guys. I will bend to the will of the chat. Ten seconds left. Go want Woods. All right. It's Woods. That's enough votes for me. Jelani Woods, so our final team here. AR, Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, no bye week issues at QB. A running back, Isaiah Pacheco, AJ Dillon, Brian Robinson, Jalen Warren, Khalil Herbert, Jeff Wilson. A lot of values here, or a good amount of values here. A receiver, Devontae Adams, Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, Terry McLaurin, Michael Pittman for that week 17 bring, bring back. Because, of course, this is fundamentally a Raider stack. And JSN here rounding out my receivers. A very aggressive zero RB build. And then a tight end, Sam Laporta, Michael Mayer, Jelani Woods. What would I do differently? I don't know. I think maybe could have gotten a little bit of a better pocket for a zero RB build at receiver, but I do like the receivers overall. Uh, none of these guys I would object to personally. Get in, fuck up the Goff auto. People are happy with the Woods pick. All right, we did it, guys. So we'll spin the wheel again here in a second. We'll live the, get everybody else here to finish their draft. I don't want to be rude. Guys like Casey and Alex Berg, who I know are part of the community. So we'll see what they do down the home stretch. Yeah, how could I not take AR? Again, red, white, blue. <laughs> it's nothing more patriotic than taking Anthony Richardson. It's a sign. It's a sign from the heavens. Chase Brown down in the 18th round. I think it's a good pick. Good pick by Justin there. Okay, I think we're done. Completed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nope. Also, I think that's a funny name for my last team that I did. Lamar AR, solid, unspectacular. <laughs> I keep it real with my team namings. Okay, where is the... I just want to name this shit. There we go. All right, first stack done of the day. One more coming up here. Spag stacks. Uh, LV and Detroit. All right, Done. Next one up, let me pull up the wheel. We'll see who I have to draft next here. And if you are new around here, guys, make sure to subscribe, hit the like button, do all that shit, uh, because we are continuing the grind here in Best Ball Mania 4. And let's see what this wheel gives me. Will I be able to work AR into this team? <laughs> Broncos. All right. I don't get a lot of Broncos. I'll admit that. I'm entering the room now, just so you guys are aware. Uh, but going to draft a Broncos team up coming up next in Best Ball Mania 4. $3 million to first place. Looks like the room has two spots left, so you can get in with me. And let me pull it up here. Update the banner. Boom. Got to imagine the Broncos won't be a team that there'll be a lot of competition for. 
which I like. And we will think about week 17 stuff. Think about some chargers. I think will be a good thing to do with this team. This is good. This is not going to be one that I have to worry about a lot. Because it'll fall to me. I can get Judy. I might have to reach for Judy if I want him. Uh, this is actually not a great draft spot. Because I need Judy to fall a couple right away. Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Go Broncos. The Nuggets won a championship. The Broncos will win me a championship in Best Ball Mania 4. Uh, Portshead Minute didn't get in. He was trying to use his, some of his final entries, but we'll end June with exactly 75 out of 150 BBMs. That's good. I got a little bit ahead of where I wanted to be. I wanted to end at 75 heading into July, and I am, I think, at 76 or something like that. Yeah, this will be number 77 for me. That's fine because I don't think I'll be able to draft next week in Puerto Rico. So I'll then be behind the eight ball <laughs> for starting off July. Looks like Broncos stacks typically fall for me in the back third of fourth of the board. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I would think here would be really good for getting Judy. Or rather here. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Mike Williams is in a terrible bet. I agree. I do think Keenan Allen coming up is a little bit interesting. Uh, definitely feels a little bit more like a, a boomer draft. All right. Um, we're doing Broncos. So let's get the best week 17 bring back we can. You don't see me take Austin Eckler at the sixth spot very often, guys. <laughs> but I think if we're stacking Broncos, this is a good one to do. We're saying the week 17 game matters a lot. Eckler will be a guy who can carry me throughout the season as well. Um, and I'm not taking a lot of Eckler, so I think if I'm going to take Eckler, uh, doing it in a Broncos build will will work out for me, hopefully. Again, this is all about me getting different teams than I'm normally getting. This is the way I could justify <laughs> drafting these randomized teams here on a stream. So um, if I can get Eckler, then uh, this room is getting weird already. Diggs, Amonra. Amonra goes ahead of A.J. Brown. All right. Oh, I guess I have to pull up the GIF. Somebody's accused me. That's me right now. Oh, I just can't. Oh, Austin Eckler, you're so good. Oh, I don't care the team doesn't want to pay you any money. I don't care that you're a widow back with getting way too many touches and a new offense is going to be a lot more vertical. I have to dwarf my running backs. <laughs> All right. I've now fully. <laughs> so that happens when I, take, when I take a running back. I just slowly go insane. Or quickly. I think this is the one time, though. Like, because you could get Eckler, you get Eckler like here, you get him at the 14, you get him at the 15. This is a weird room. This is, <laughs> I thought this is going to be a wide receiver avalanche room, but we have CD Lamb going at 15, Taylor going ahead of CD Lamb, Waddle going at 13. There's some weird shit going on here. So we, we are in for it. We are living a little to steal one of uh, Pete's other co hosts' phrases. Um, all right. Not reaching for anything here. I think we got to get Olave. Unless I want to go full, full piggy. No, we'll take Olave. Olave coming up a little bit in ADP, I think. Because uh, he was safely at 20, now 19.2. I don't know that Olave should come up anymore. I guess maybe you could put him ahead of T. Higgins and Devonta Smith because he is like the last, the last wide receiver one um, who has like upside in this range. 
Olave's not on the Broncos bullet. I'm aware. He's got to get somebody good. Austin Eckler is on the, the Broncos opponent for week 17. Was that not enough? Not everything has to be correlated. There was something though that was in the best ball manifesto that I was actually watching a uh, Leone's video on ETR's channel uh, where he was talking about uh, some of the, the key findings there and whatever. And one of them that was, I think important to, for me to remember as well as like, I think there was diminishing returns on eight to nine game stacked players uh, overall uh, was where I think that was where the advance rates and win rates started to drop off of a cliff with his data. Um, so there is something to maybe overstacking teams as well, where you're relying then too much on them having outlier years. Um, I'm still okay getting, you know, like eight guys game stacked, I think would be okay. Um, and that includes both QBs, I believe, in that data too. I was talking about this earlier, Terrell. I have not watched it or not watched yet. I've not streamed <laughs> the, the weekly winners yet. No, I've not played one yet. Um, I'm waiting to see if I want to do it, honestly. Uh, I think I'll probably drop in a few entries and I'll probably actually drop some, um, honestly, later today. But I just, I wasn't like enthusiastic about it right away just because, like, uh, just another thing that's going to cost me $2,000 tends to, if I were to max it out, uh, tends to just be like, oh, I love the idea. It's just, I, again, I wish it were folded into Best Ball Mania. Still congested, by the way. It's the fun part of having a, a 15 month old is that you just, just never not congested. I know Ross has said this to me before. Just never not congested. Uh, Mike hit me with four in a row. P. Ryan or Williams at running back for this team. Whoever falls. Um, I like Javante Williams. I've no issue taking Javante Williams. But um, if P. Ryan is there late and you know Javante Williams doesn't fall, um, I might not reach for Javante. Javante is one of my highest exposed running backs just because he always lands in like the late 90s, early 100s. And I think if he, you know, if he gets back to full health, he's probably valued, you know, a little bit after Brees Hall, I think at this point. I'm even counting for the knee injury. Uh, so I think that Javante Williams is a guy I have no issue taking in any draft, but especially a Broncos one. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget that Ross has told me that he has also been uh, similarly congested for the entire time he's had children. Okay. So we are not, hmm. We're not getting too crazy at receiver yet. I'm going to try to push Jerry Judy, I think, and we'll see. <clears throat> Either way, this is now a Chargers build, <laughs> but we'll get Broncos in and we'll still stack up the Broncos. I might not take Herbert, um, but we'll figure that out as we go. Because I don't need, need Herbert, um, you know, but I don't get a lot of Herbert either. The only thing in this one out here. But Herbert could fall to me at like this point, and I think I would be willing to take him, but I don't know. See what the room gives us. Also trying to playoff stack off of one of the guys you take in the first three rounds as you are putting the capital into that player. Um, yeah, I mean, you should be always stacking guys that you're doing. I So that's the thing with where Pete and I differ is like if a guy lines up for me ADP wise and I believe in the team and I like the week 17 game, or even if I don't, I'll still take a guy within the first few rounds and start to build out the correlation early um, because, you know, your best correlation is like wide receiver one to wide receiver one. I know theoretically too, it would be like the best running back, the best receiver whatever. Um, so I have no issue trying to get your correlations early if they align. Uh, when you're reaching for it a little bit here, you know, that's where things start to get a little bit crazy. But um, with, like I did for Keenan Allen, but I just don't have enough Keenan Allen. And again, if I'm building Broncos for week 17, I do want to get some good parts of the Chargers. Um, 
though Allen, I guess, if we're going to dock him a little bit, like him being out there for week 17, maybe a risk point, just how often he gets hurt and how, you know, that is the last, <laughs> the last few weeks of the season. So asking a lot from, from an old guy at that point. An old guy is going to be running more deep routes than he ever has as well, um, based on what they've done so far in many camps and just how Kellen Moore's offense goes. Holmes, Kelsey T, nice start. Yeah, this room definitely gave people some nice stuff here if they let it fall to them. So I'm happy for Bullhorn that he got that. I'll be happier for him if he doesn't take Jerry Judy. Because if he does, then I'm just going to have to take Mike Williams, I guess. <laughs> damn it. Damn it, Bullhorn. Your team was good enough, and you got greedy. All right, no Jerry Judy. <sighs> More Chargers. More Chargers. So we'll try to get Cortland Sutton or Dulcich late. It's a snipe. I, I mean, feels closer to a snipe. If Bullhorn knows this stream is going on, he should have let me have Judy. That's the one thing I'll say. If Bullhorn is just a regular out there who doesn't know about splash play, then it's fine. If you're in the fucking YouTube chat, though, Bullhorn, and you took Jerry Judy... Ah, damn it, Bullock. No, the wheel didn't spin chargers. <laughs> I wasn't going to take Jerry Judy at 30. That's I think that was the right move because I still don't want to build dog shit teams. And I think, too, like I can sack the Broncos without Jerry Judy. Like, what if he gets traded? I, that's not that's not a deal breaker for this concept. He's watching. He's a dick. <laughs> Bullhorn is here. He has to come out. I agree. <laughs> Take your bow. Take your lumps, Bullhorn. Public enemy number one on Spag Stacks. We've now identified him. And we've had some assholes before. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Pittman goes at 51. Good for KS leg here. Let's price protect Michael Pittman. Everybody else wants to let him fall into the 70s, but not me and KS leg. True American Patriots. Us defending Michael Pittman. Ah, I really wanted Judy. <laughs> uh, it's fine. I mean, Mike Williams is a good pick, especially after this run at receiver. I don't mind it. Our Broncos stack is just Chargers. It's going to be like the time that I stacked the Cardinals and it just became the Eagles, so it's fine. Um... I think at this point I have to grab Justin Herbert, right? <laughs> like I've, I've made my bet on the Broncos through the Chargers. So I'm going to take Justin Herbert here and not try to push him down. Bullhorn probably would think, oh, Justin Herbert would go great with my Jerry Judy. I'd love to take him here. Yeah, I think it's a week 17 QB stack as well. Sutton Mims. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, Sutton or Mims and Dulcich. And I think one of the running backs, too, uh, definitely want to prioritize one of Javante because I think this team, too, is going to be a run-heavy team. Uh, but with you know some pass action for the running backs as well, so I think you can make the case for Javante um, or P. Ryan. The Broncos, though, have been linked with Alvin Cook, and I think they are one team that would spend that money and think, oh, this guy could be worth it for us. So they're a team to watch, but I think, his again, his contract demands just still have to come down. That's true. Line of scrimmage here pointing out. I do have uh, Patrick late as well. So there's a lot of options. And Judy's not the deal breaker. If anything, Judy, 
I don't know. Judy was good last year. I don't want to shit on him too much, but like, why is he that high? Like, why is he that high relative to Sutton relative? I guess Sutton people don't like that much and he wasn't great last year. Um, but relative to the rest of this offense, I don't know. This is kind of weird that Judy's 50 picks ahead of all those guys. Gonna blow my nose. It's been killing me for this entire time period. And it's just clogged again. It's just clogged again. This is, <laughs> that doesn't sum up life. I don't know what does. All right. Let's see what we're going to have available coming up here. So far, Herbert, Eckler, Chris Olave, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Uh, so we are clearly building out our Chargers bet. People like the way Judy finished last year. That's fair. He did get better on the stretch. Um, all right. God, this is just not, not a pocket for me. I guess we do have New Orleans. I don't take a lot of Mike Evans. This is a team full of guys I just don't take very often. Olave I take, but the rest of these guys I probably do not get a lot of. So, all right, we'll do it. Uh, why do I like Watson more than Judy? Uh, so Watson was, so all right, let me pull up the numbers. So let's, the first two stats I always look at are DVOA and EPA per target. So in DVOA, Judy was a 17% guy and 0.34 EPA per target. So both those numbers are very good. Watson though was, I think on another level EPA wise, Watson was 0.4, uh, 0.47 EPA per target, 11% DVOA. So Judy was a little bit better than Watson on that front. Um, I tend to view both of those as being a, kind of in the wash overall, where I don't really view either as better than the other in terms of EPA per target and DVOA. Um, so I should like Judy more would be one thing I would say that said Denver. I don't know that I have the same faith in Sean Payton. I know that's hard to say cause he has been so good for so long, but certain point guys do kind of fall off the cliff in terms of coaches and just how they handle things. And I kind of, you can argue that new Orleans lost some of the sharpness down the end of his tenure there. Uh, and I don't know. I just feel like to me, Denver might be a little more target agnostic, uh, than green Bay, who I assume is going to feed Christian Watson aggressively. Um, so I think those are probably the key differences for me, but you're not wrong, Zane. You're not wrong. They're probably more similar than I would give credit to. Judy's a little bit older, but has a better college pedigree. So those things also kind of come out in the wash. Watson's big. I mean, I guess that's another thing. I do you like big receivers? And there we go. Watson has that dog in him. Terrell Davis here playing everything that I want to hear. This team will win BBM4. Thank you, Terrell. The thing with this team, though, is that charger stacks, boy, those are, those are not rare at all. Everybody has charger stacks, even all, like all the sharp guys I know. I know Pete loves stacking up chargers. Um, I think it's hard to be unique if you're taking the early chargers. Uh, you know. But maybe, maybe having New Orleans, Tampa Bay as a, an accessory to that will be one way for me to get different. Yeah, Watson runs a 4-2-9, never a bad thing. I mean, he was electric last year. Uh, but we'll see if that holds up when he gets more volume his way. All right, one one four zero. I think we just keep taking Chargers. <laughs> I think, I think that's where we are right now in the process. We're taking Quentin Johnston here, so we have the Omega stack of Chargers here. This is every Charger you want, perhaps besides Gerald Everett, and honestly, might get him too. So all that shit I said about Leone saying don't overstack or don't have more than a certain amount of game stacks, throw it out the window. Throw <laughs> throw it out the window. I don't mind Quentin Johnson at 78, though. 
even with an ADP of 80. I just I think he's still undervalued. I've said that before. I think Quentin Johnson should be like 70. That's fair. Backstacking with Denver, even more unique. Okay. I'll, I'll try to view it positively because I guess that's the thing too, is that a lot of people probably do take Judy. Hmm. Maybe with the, some of the stacking data so far with like things being understacked and again, uh, full credit to Chad Mashkey who's been doing, uh, the, the, the yeoman's work. Is that the phrasing, uh, where you basically like he's pulling in all these screenshots and then defining where people are drafting certain players, how much people are stacking. I think he's at almost 3% of the total best ball media for entries so far. Uh, was the most recent update I had seen, but he's got a lot of entries at this point. Um, and he's been saying that uh, like the data and some people using his data have been saying that they're not stacking up nearly as much as you would think. Um, obviously it is small, a small sample size thing. Cause it's only 3% compared to uh, 25% of the tournament being filled, but still enough to say that I like, we might assume that people are grabbing Judy um, there with a charger stack, but if they're not even stacking their primary QB, they're probably not stacking for week 17 as much as we would think based on like this bubble of, of people. <laughs> it's a great charger stack. Can't argue that. But did reach a little bit to get it. Like Eckler at a value would look a little better. Keenan Allen at a value would look a little bit better. Oh, thank you, Connor. I'm sure Bullhorn's going to think that Cortland Sutton's a great part of whatever he's trying to do. But if, if that's the case, I'll take Javante. Okay, Cortland Sutton, come on down. Our first Bronco in the Bronco stacks. Now Bullock can stop harassing me in the chat. This is officially a Bronco stack here. And then we'll see. Maybe Javante will fall. If not, P. Ryan is a perfectly fine guy to get on the way back. And because I have enough Javante, I, I think he's the best part uh, at running back of a Bronco stack. I think you targeting that upside of him recovering and then being good to go and full bore and being that JK Dobbins kind of thing last year where Dobbins started slow, started on the pup list. Like, I don't think that Javante is going to start on the pup list, but it's still a player that like, if he starts slow because he's coming off these knee injuries, he'll be good to go by week 17 and be near, you know, hopefully near his apex of what he should be as a player. Um, so I think that to me, Javante is just more appealing, but P Ryan is the one that I get. P Ryan's the one that I get. Thank you, Bullock. That's how you got to keep me honest here. If people don't harass me in the chat and in the comments, how will I know if I'm doing an adequate job? I simply won't. So we are at a 1160 build, which I think makes sense because we got Eckler early. 100% out on Javante. High stakes players are out on him. I think that's because he's not a cashy play. Um, that's probably more, like high stakes players are always playing closer to like the median projection and the median projection for him. You could probably downgrade because of the injury risk and all that. Um, there goes Javante. Fair enough. If I get sniped on P Ryan, then I'm going to have to take Jaleel McLaughlin <laughs> in the 18th round. Uh, their UDFA is picking up a lot of athletic camp buzz, But I got to think, like, Pirine has a 105 ADP. Pirine should be available for us at 102, you would hope. But we got wild cards here. Who knows? That is also a good way to sum it up by Terrell here. Easy rule of thumb. If everybody's out, you should be in. I, I've i said that, and everybody's in. You might want to think about being out. I've said that about a few guys this offseason. But um, 
uh, I guess the most the most uh, on the nose example of that would be like if everybody loves Deontay Johnson, I tend to go, okay, why does everybody love Deontay Johnson so much? And then when he's the worst receiver in every advanced analytic, you go, okay, maybe no Deontay Johnson then. All right, we got P Ryan here. Boy, somebody's gonna get some fucking nice values here at QB. Watson falling again. God damn. QBs are coming down in best ball mania. Because Lawrence is coming down, Watson's coming down, AR's coming down, Tua's kind of stayed steady there. But that's a good value on Watson. Fade the public. There you go. Fade the chalk. I mean, that's always the thing. Or, you know, play the chalk strategically with things that aren't chalk, you know. But that's that's how I feel about DFS. That's how I feel about uh, best ball the same way. Fournette is a Peyton kind of guy. He loves the olds. Okay. I, I think that's certainly a reasonable one. It all just comes down to, like, is Javante where they need him to be in his recovery? Um, same thing for the Jets. Like, I think the Jets are a little more live to take Dalvin just because, uh, I don't know. I think the Brees stuff, there's a little bit of overconfidence in the market on Brees um, that I don't think is unfair, but I don't know that the team has shared that that overconfidence from what I've seen, uh, you know, based on how they talk about it. Whereas Denver's been like, yeah, Javante should be good to go. Like, we don't expect him to start the year on the pup list. Like, the, a lot of the Javante talk, at least publicly, has been very pro. Um, I think the I know that Nick Urkelano was saying, like, oh, the Jets and Dalvin are a sure thing, and I think now we're past the point of that being a sure thing. But I still think that is something that has some some legs in it. If he didn't keep Latavius, that's true. Latavius is about as steady of a hand as it gets. And had the history with Peyton, too. Um, so that would have been, or at least, you know, because Latavius Murray was on the Saints when Peyton was still there. So, yeah, like, he, you know, that would be a guy that you would think they would have kept on then. They really were worried about Javante. But we got Pirine. All right, so Herbert, Eckler, Pirine, Olave, Allen, Williams, Evans, Quentin Johnston, Cortland Sutton. God, not my favorite receiver room ever. I'm not a big Evans guy, not a big Sutton guy. But I, I think this is probably a running back pocket here. All right, let's take let's take Rashad Penny. Still willing to take bets on him. I feel like I have enough Rashad Penny overall, um, which has gotten to the point where I'm taking DeAndre Swift a bit more. Um, and honestly, should take Gainwell more for free. But Penny at this price range still has a lot of upside, I think. And then we I'm I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Russ in the queue. Because I gotta figure out when I'm gonna get Russ. What does the guy who took Judy have? He only has one QB. Fuck, I'm going to have to reach for Russ to not let this guy take him, huh? Because I'm at 126. This guy's at 127. The pick's again at 138. And he needs a QB, too. Who else would be logical for him to take his QB, too? There's nobody else's logical for him. So I got to beat out Bullhorn and reach for Wilson. Ah, oh, that sucks. That sucks. Ah, oh, the downside of spag stacks. When you have to reach for players that you really don't love. But the wheel told me what to do. And frankly, if I don't listen to a wheel on the internet, then who am I going to listen to? I listen to my brain? Logic? No. I need a wheel to tell me everything. 
Shout out to everybody hanging out here again. We'll quickly pander, subscribe to the channel, fantasy football all year round here on Splash Play. Of course, best ball drafts will be going on. Uh, no shows next week, but we'll be hitting the ground running right after that. Although I do have fucking jury duty, I think, potentially <laughs> the week after. So hopefully they'll recognize that I say no thank you to being a part of that. I don't think that's how jury duty works, but I, I got to tell you, man, I would not be a good juror. You don't want anything in my hands because I'm just going to not pay attention out of spite. Telegraph in my rut. God, Gino's falling, though. God damn it. This is not worth the risk. It's not worth the risk. Let's get our QBs. Hate reaching for Russ. I hate it. I hate it. Wheel's definitely smarter than 70% of the internet. <laughs> At least that is probably a good point. Honestly, I would trust a randomizer wheel with decisions more. There was a point in my life where I was just flipping a coin to decide things like, like Two-Face. Uh, <laughs> okay, I started the QB run. That feels good. That's me. Yeah, Mr. Unlimited. Broncos country, let's ride. Ugh. Honestly, I feel the same enthusiasm for the Broncos as Russ did in that famous viral moment. And we'll see what we get on the way back. I see at least one little tasty treat here I wouldn't mind sneaking into a lineup. Ah, oh, fuck you. Fuck you, Shevlin. Oh, of course, the Najee guy. Ugh. Learn how to draft. Learn how to drive and draft, Shevlin. <laughs> Get out of my way. All right, no Dulcich. No Jalen Warren either. I'll take a running back, though. I'm in that stage of my life now. Flip a coin all the time. Am I going to have kids? <laughs> That's for you. I think that's one where you probably want to do a little more diligence besides flipping a coin. <laughs> but I, I get it. I get it. Coins are fair. Like life isn't fair. Decisions aren't always fair. But coins, they'll they'll, they'll tell you the truth. Uh, this is probably a good Kendra Miller build because we do have a little bit of New Orleans. So let's just take him here. Two four six zero. Obviously, really wanted to get Dulcich, but guys, this might be. An 18th round Adam Troutman build now. My ideal Denver stack would be Judy. Um, Judy, maybe not Sutton. Judy, Mims, Dulcich, and Javante. I think it would be, so if you are going to draft Broncos, like that would be the ones I would like the most. We didn't get that stack here. But any part of Denver, like, you know, you could talk yourself in any of these guys. Uh, but Judy, we did talk ourselves into more. So I honestly might start hammering a little more, <laughs> a little more Judy, even though I think the ADP should be a little bit lower. But hitting up FFPC, no, for the same reason that I'm like only going to dip a toe in the weekly winners, I just don't have the time. Like I just don't have the time and the bandwidth. Like, And that's the thing that I think is tough. Pro wrestling is kind of going through this too, where it's now like AEW's got five hours of national TV. WWE's got... Uh, six hours of national TV, no, seven hours a week of national TV. And it's like at a certain point, even the people who love wrestling so much can't keep up with everything because you got to pick and choose your battles. That's how I'm feeling with some of the draft stuff this year where it's like, yeah, I know it's probably plus EV to draft on drafters. It's probably plus EV to draft everything on DraftKings. I think I'm going to do that. Uh, like that'll be the thing that I focus on. Um, 
but you can't draft everything. <laughs> like you can't do that. Uh, these are all 45 minute clips and I'm somebody that multi tables too. And it's like a lot to do at once. So I would say for anybody, you know, like be mindful of the time and commitment and all that that goes in um, for any of these things. So no, no FFPC for me, but like I get the appeal um, like that in drafters. Uh, it's kind of like super draft was for DFS players for a while where, yeah, you could do well on DraftKings, You could do well on FanDuel, but a guy Rinpak who was on our show last summer, uh, helping teach me about how to use a fantasy cruncher optimizer better. Like he was playing on super draft every day because super draft was much easier, much softer fields, still big prize pools up top. Um, so like if you're somebody coming in, it's to the point where, yeah, it's fun drafting underdog best UX DraftKings sells a lot of prize pools, but your bet, your money's probably best spent drafting on drafters and FFPC. Like I would think. Yeah, they're really soft. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how the summer goes. Depends on how busy things get because there's a good chance it's going to be a very, very work-heavy summer for me with our Probably stuff. Uh, get on the wait list at probablyapp.com. Looks like we should have something coming out uh, before I get back from vacation, so that's good news there. Uh, but that's going on. Football Outsider stuff going on. So the drafts, the drafts are tough. Yeah, people like drafters. I know that. I know that. I've been told having two QBs in the same week 17 game is an optimal thoughts on that. I think if you believe in the offenses and, you know, there's still a chance of that being a, you know, a higher outlier game. Let me make my pick and I'll, I'll flesh out my thoughts on that. Uh, two, four, six, oh. This isn't a three QB build, is it? It kind of is, though. I have Olave. I have Kendra Miller. I'm taking Derek Carr. That could be a mistake, though, because now I'm in a pocket. I would like to get Everett, potentially. Would like to get Mims. Not going to get both those guys. Fuck, I should have just reached for Everett. Anyway, for the Week 17 thing, I think it's... So the issue is that there's a chance that you just have a dud game. So let's say Chargers-Denver is just like you know, a 17-14 game. There wasn't a lot of production, a lot of field goals. You're now completely focused in on that game, and you're fucked. That said, I do think that that misses the other side of the coin, which is like, what if Chargers Denver is the game that goes for 70 points that week? What if it's the, you know, Detroit Seattle? What if it's the Carolina Tampa Bay, a game that helped put Crane over the top last year? I think you're just as likely to have both sides of that outcome occur. Um, so to me, oh, fuck, Everett and Mims go? Oh, you dicks. You dicks. <laughs> Either way. Um, I think you're as likely to get the, the benefit of it as you are to get the downside of it. The thing that I think Herzig in particular said, Justin Herzig over at ETR, who won Best Ball Mania 1, um, he has said basically that like you want to then use that other QB to increase your bet and give you a shot at another game. So if you're doing that, then yeah, it probably is minus EV to have two Week 17 QBs from the same game. But if you're still, you know, again, if you believe in those teams, like if the Chargers and Denver are both outlier teams this year, like Mahomes gets hurt and the Denver is really good and Sean Payton matters a lot. And then also Kellen Moore has made this Chargers offense so supercharged, uh, no pun intended. Then basically it's like, okay, you might've needed these offenses to win anyway. So I think there's a case for and against. I wouldn't view it as binary. Ah, Tim Patrick and as a Tim Patrick team. I've not gotten a lot of Marvin Mims and it sucks. Cause like I thought Mims is a very good play coming in, but I just think his ADP is a little frothy for potentially a guy who's a wide receiver for, uh, I don't know. They like Patrick a lot and Sutton's still okay enough. Um, all right. We're on the clock here. Two, four, six. Oh, Algier slipping pretty bad. Let's take Algier. I think we might be done at running back now. 
fuck, man. Not getting Everett in Mims sucks. I didn't need Derek Carr there. What's Carr's ADP? Did I at least get him as like a value? Ah, slight value. 145 ADP took him at 150. I don't think that was the move to make if I'm trying to get the best part of a Denver stack. Oh, well. Mm -mm. The drafters debate. Drafters sucks. Hey. Honestly, if you think it sucks, it's still probably worth drafting. I'm like, I, like I'll tell you, man, DraftKings app for me has been so fucking dog shit where it doesn't notify you about your pick changing. If you do two drafts at the same time, it's not updating to tell you, oh, this other draft, your pick is up. It's a really terrible experience. That said, if I'm having that terrible experience, I know other people are having that terrible experience and that alone can make it worth drafting on the platform. Um, like DraftKings is starting to give a lot of free tickets out, but they might overlay if they don't give out an ungodly amount of free tickets. And those free ticket drafters are going to be even worse. So you always kind of have to balance out, like, what's it worth to you? And that's why, like, the super draft analogy, I think, is strong. It's like if the platform kind of sucks, people aren't drafting on it, you know, as long as the prize pools are worth your time, it probably is your better way to win. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a DK fan, unfortunately. I wish they could make that product better. The desktop one's a little better, but it's still not underdog. Um, and then the, the fucking app is just off. It's just, it's a really bad mobile app to draft on. And drafters will overlay. Yeah, so there you go. Overlay is always the best thing you do for yourself. That was the thing that we would always say at Stochastic, which uh, still holds true. Like, you could build sick lineups and whatever, but a tournament that has five, you know, 50K that's going to be out there that is not accounted for in terms of people's entries, um, overlay is the best thing you can do for yourself in terms of just giving yourself a chance to get free money and vigless money at that. No rake. All right, so good. My one hope here did pan out. Taysom and Juwan Johnson both falling back. I'll take whichever one is there at tight end for my first tight end off the board. Uh, definitely need some more receivers late, but we know we know at least one of those we have to take. All right, Taysom it is. I'm not a Taysom guy, but here today is the day where we take Taysom Hill. I actually might have a little exotic wide receiver pick to end this draft on too that I'm curious. I want to talk about actually um, because he's a guy. Uh, so actually I'll let you guys guess. So I'll show you guys my team. There is a player right now from a team that is a rookie that is free in drafts that I think is very live to be in play week 17. Um, he correlates with one of my, one of my stacks here. And um, he is a player that may be less likely to play if Mike Evans is still functional in week 17. I, that gave it away too much. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Josh got it before I even gave away that he's one. Trey Palmer. Trey Palmer graded out very similarly to Marvin Mims in terms of the outside. He's a bigger bodied guy, uh, but his, his EPA per target outside was great in college, uh, was a game breaker guy who was able to avoid some tackles and get out there. Um, so Trey Palmer is one of those guys that he was already working with the first team in minicamp because uh, Gage was hurt. Um, so basically, like, he's in the mix already for starters reps. Uh, but his big gain would be if Mike Evans isn't ready to go or isn't able to go late, like let's say the Bucks are terrible and they're saying, hey, let's just not play Godwin and Evans at this point. Uh, Trey Palmer can go out there and get you 100 yards and two touchdowns. There you go, Trey Palmer. Who? <laughs> Sean Tucker is also on the Bucks too. He's not a receiver, but yes, that, that is a player that theoretically you can get if you are playing the Bucks falling the shit builds. 
um, which I think is viable. Like I think Trey Palmer and Michael Wilson should probably not go undrafted because of how likely it is that the Cardinals and the Bucks are both not competing at the end of the year. Uh, on the clock, though, three, five, six, one. Definitely need two tight ends coming up here. Let's just get Tim Patrick. So we're at a two, uh, three, five, seven, one, and we're going to end with two tight ends, I think. Taysom Hill, tight end one. Ugh. Not, not the best. Yeah, Nevins could get traded midseason. That's another thing, too. Trey Palmer is very strong Bucks contingent value. The issue is just like who's going to be throwing the ball for the Bucks? Are they going to be good? Um, you know, Baker, I think, is probably not long to win that starting job. Um, but honestly, if you're drafting Evans and Godwin a lot, you probably should be more open to taking Baker late because Baker holds on to that job if Godwin's and Evan, if Godwin and Evans are doing well enough to justify their ADPs. Um, but I think if you don't take a buck, then it's like you should be looking at Trey Palmer. I don't know, more more than people are. More than people are. Palmer has babies, something to work for. Yes, that's true. Only you only want to work when you have a baby. <laughs> for that, it's all cushy and good times. Once you have that baby, life life is ready to go. Sean Tucker, though, is one of my least favorite guys on pre-draft, which you guys might recall. Um, just a guy who had a lot of volume at Syracuse, but didn't play anybody of note, but didn't do anything good. Um, and you watch his highlight reels, and it's just him like run it up against Mercer and fucking nobody teams. Uh, but he did get volume. So if we're going to say volume matters, then you kind of have to knock down some of the other stuff where not good, not a good avoided tackle rate guy has heart issues. Does Sean Tucker, which is why he hasn't played so far. Um, but if they're tanking team, Sean Tucker could be out there. Chase Edmonds could be out there too, for whatever that's worth. Everyone's too hurt from ninth round gauge last year and gauge did have the contract gauge is really, if you want to ever push back on the contract, bros, the Russell gauge contract is probably the one you can go to and be like, yeah, see, didn't really do much for him. Did it? Um, Cause they put Julio in over him and Julio was getting paid less. <laughs> Tune in live and Spags wearing his AR Jersey and money hat. Go back to the beginning and normal fit. <laughs> Excited to rewatch. That's true. I did do a costume change here. Like Sarah, Jessica Parker. <laughs> in an episode of sex of the city. Uh, all right. On the clock here. Gasicki is falling enough where I don't have anything to correlate with him. Yeah. I think Gasicki's a better player than going Troutman, but I am going to take three tight ends. So we'll see what else we do. I do have another tight end in mind though. Sarah Jessica Parker, the star of, and just like that. <laughs> On Max, the Sex in the City follow-up. Aging like a fine bottle of wine that was uncorked and left in the sun for decades. Tucker's cleared for camp. There you go. I mean, I think it's like Rashad White to me is still the player, like the or bust player. Um, you know, he was good in college, didn't show enough last year for me to have a ton of confidence, but I think he gets the first work there. Um the issue is like if he's not good, um, or if he's so good, but the Bucks aren't good, then maybe Tucker still gets out there at the end of the year. Uh, but it's hard, man, because like I was so heavy on like Hassan Haskins last year, Zamir White, and those guys were basically free too. But it is like potentially a zero point spot. Um, I think Sean Tucker is more likely to be a zero point spot. Where Stray Palmer, I think, will be playing Week 17 for the Bucks. It's just like. Is he playing and getting the full run of it? Or is he just working in for 10 routes while Evans and Godwin are still out there and, and functional? 
I don't know. It's like Keyshawn Vaughn does lurk too, though. I think he's potentially a cut, but I, his special teams work maybe keeps him on. Um, hang on here, guys, if you want to see my exposures at the end of the draft. Uh, we are going to hit those in a moment. Once we wrap this one up here. Bullhorn takes CJ Stroud. Hmm. Didn't take any Houston. Oh, it took Tank Dell late. All right. So he's building Houston, Tennessee. Interesting team by Bullhorn besides sniping me on Jerry Judy. Um, all right. One more tight end. Anybody falling enough here? Oh, fine. Let's just take stupid Troutman. Adam Troutman, one share. Hopefully it took. There we go. Final team here with this Bronco stack. Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr. Probably didn't need a three QB build. I wish I had taken the Carr pick back or at least waited for him to fall more, but I did it. Uh, running back, Austin Eckler, Samaj P. Ryan, Rashad Penny, Kendra Miller, Tyler Algier. Maybe needed one more running back, but I just I don't ever feel good even if I take the early running back. I still want six overall. Um, at receiver, Olave, Keaton Allen, Mike Williams, Mike Evans, Quentin Johnson, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick. So a very big bet on the Chargers in Denver here. Very concentrated bet. Maybe too concentrated, but it's a Broncos stack, so we're doing it. And at a tight end, real thin, <laughs> Taysom Hill, Mike Gesicki, Adam Troutman, all correlated. Uh, but boy, ugly, ugly one. What is what is Adam Troutman going to give me in week 11? You have to wonder. Probably not a lot. Probably not a lot. Yes. Adam Troutman, I'm calling the cops, Spags. We will save you. That's true. If ever I draft Adam Troutman, if ever I draft Adam Troutman besides today, that's going to be my sign to you guys. That's my safe word. So you know, like, oh, Spags is really, <laughs> Spags is in a situation here. I better get him some help. All right, check my exposures, guys. And again, uh, if you want to support the show here, well, if you want to support the show, hit the join button down below. Of course, we appreciate people who have joined the community so far. Best thing I can offer to you guys right now is you will get me to review 10 of your teams a month if you want me to do so. Uh, Best Ball Mania, that's inclusive of that or any of the tournaments out there. DraftKings, we get to the DFS season. That'll be my offer to you guys. So I'll give you guys feedback, game theory, whatever you want to hear from me about that stuff. And of course, here, what supports the show helps me keep the lights on. All right, my final exposures are not, not final. Uh, my exposures overall, hopefully not final. That would mean I died in Puerto Rico. <laughs> These are my teams left. Let's name this one. Stack stacks. Uh, Den, LAC. All right. Let's see where we are exposure wise. Most exciting time of the stream. All right, 35% AR overall. So at QB, well, actually, I guess my overall most exposed, still Michael Pittman hanging in up top, Christian Watson, number two, Jalen Warren, number three, AR, number four, Kendra Miller, who I told you guys I get a lot of, number five. QB, top five, AR, the, wow, Garoppolo is up to, is this right? God damn, Garoppolo, 14.5%. So I'm buying the dip on the foot injury. Uh, Deshaun Watson, Bryce Young, pretty flat besides those two guys. And Garoppolo, I have to assume is going to come down for me, but I take so much Mayer, I take so much AR, I think I think it makes sense, but I'm a little floored <laughs> to see that I'm almost 2x the field on Jimmy G. Actually, might be 2x because he's not getting drafted every time. Running back, 0RB portfolio, Jalen Warren, Kendra Miller, Devin Singletary, Roshan Johnson, and Chase Brown is getting cheaper. So I'm going to dollar cost him down a little bit. J.K. Dobbins, my my only highly owned guy who's coming in uh, earlier in drafts. Um, let's see. Yeah, boy, that's really the only one. 
You want to see a committed zero RB portfolio, guys? This is it. 13% Javante Williams, though, so that's there. Uh, receiver, Pittman, Watson, Metcalf, Adams, Pickens. Those are my top five receiver. Kadarius Tony, not far behind. Alec Pierce, not far behind. But Pittman, Pittman's the bet, guys. <laughs> Pittman is my bet of 2023, unintentionally. But the more people talk about him and don't like him, the more I like him more. And a tight end. Got Mark Andrews, Michael Mayer, Irv Smith, Jelani Woods, Sam Laporta. Uh, Laporta up to my number five. So I feel pretty good about this look overall. As I've mentioned, Mark Andrews, probably my favorite tight end overall. Irv Smith, my most undervalued. Michael Mayer, my highest uh, portfolio bet, I guess, relative to ADP. He's going free. I don't think he should be, uh, but that's my exposures. Let's check the chat. Everybody hates Watson, but he's the best pick on the board. I will take that, guys. I will absolutely take that. Either way, I appreciate all of you guys hanging out with me again. If you want to play an underdog, if you want to play weekly winners or anything, use the promo code SPLASH on there. Double your deposit up to $100. Uh, the weekly winners format, even though I haven't played it yet, I'm going to play it, I'm sure, a little bit today and probably some. If I, if I could play in Puerto Rico, probably a little bit more there. Uh, but we'll talk more about that when we're back in pocket after the week off. Either way, play on there. It's fun. You can win up to 20 k a week on weekly winners. Uh, it's a little bit of a different format than the Best Ball Mania 4, so not all the prize pool concentrated late, but a pretty flat payout structure that should be pretty good. And, of course, if you are suffering, if you are gambling too much, uh, make sure to check this stuff down here. Really, support yourself uh, more than anything. Be mindful of your bankroll. Be mindful of your mental health, your sanity, and all of that because all these drafts can really add up and make you, make you a sleepy boy. Follow me at Chris Spags. Follow this show at Splash Play Pod. I will be gone until after the fourth or until after next week, but I will be back hitting the ground running the second that I'm back from Puerto Rico. Appreciate all you guys hanging out with me. Hope you as well have a great fourth of July, and I will see you guys again very soon. Good luck. Thanks for hanging out. Bye. <laughs>